I'm web strategist Wes McDowell, and this is The Profitable Website, the podcast where I share all my secrets to use your website and what's working now in digital marketing to reach more people and make a deeper impact with your prospects so you can supercharge your growth, eliminate the stress of inconsistent income, and build a business you love to show up for every single day. In return, I promise to show up to support you on every step of your journey. Let's put your website to work. All right, happy Monday. Welcome back to the show. Super happy to have you here. And this is going to be a really interesting conversation, especially coming off the heels of the pandemic, because so many service businesses were hit really hard during all that time that people were cooped up inside, which is why it's really important to really come up with some kind of alternate strategy for those hard times. So what I'm talking about here is the importance of being able to take your business online, at least somewhat. So today we're going to talk to the owner of Sorrow Dog Training all about a strategy that he can use to kind of supplement those lean times in his business because he owns a dog training center and boarding and, you know, doggy daycare and all that stuff. So during the pandemic, when people were working at home, and they weren't going on vacation, they probably had a lot less of a need for boarding and for doggy daycare and that kind of thing. So it was Saro's idea to really take his training methods and put them online into an online course. Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to go with that approach, but there's got to be some way for everybody out there to take their knowledge, package it up somehow, into some kind of online offer that'll get you through those leaner times. So today we're going to talk all about that in a live coaching call that I had with Sorrow. A little background between me and Sorrow. So basically, Sorrow is a guy who was going to a lot of my uh, YouTube live events when I would answer people's questions about their websites. He would always be there asking great questions. And then there came a point a couple of months ago where my dog, he's an older dog, he's like 15, He was having some issues. He was basically drinking a lot of water. He was peeing in the house. It was getting really out of control, and I didn't know what to do anymore. So then this might sound kind of gross. Sorry about it. But I was trying to figure out a way to train him to if he has to go in the house. By the way, I was taking him outside like 15 times a day. He was still going in the house sometimes. So my idea was to train him, okay, if you need, his name's McNugget. All right, McNugget, if you need to go in the house go in this walk-in shower. So I'm trying to train him to do that. It's not working out very well at all. So I I was just kind of really frustrated and I decided to just pick up the phone and call Sorrow because I know I'd, you know, given him a lot of advice on the YouTube lives and I thought maybe he could help me out with this issue. And as it turns out, it was more an issue with his food. He was eating kibble that was kind of drying him out. So we switched him to an all-natural, like actual food diet, and it solved the problem, right? Vets were, they didn't know what was going on. They were running all these tests, and they couldn't find the source of the problem, but one call to sorrow fixed it. I was very eager to repay the favor to him and hop on a, a coaching call with him just to kind of figure out what I could do to help him in his business as a thank you for helping me. So without any further ado, let's just jump into that live coaching call with Saro Bogosian. Hey, Saro, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You gave me a lot of help with my dog a few months ago, 
and I definitely owe you. So <laughs> this is, I definitely want to help you out here with whatever your, whatever you need help with, with your business. So let's get into it. Why don't you tell me and the people listening exactly what you do? And who uh, you so I'm a dog trainer, but I think in, in a way of form, in dog training world is a little bit different. I train dogs without the use of treats or food, which is completely against the rule of dog training. And I use play and praise to reward dogs. So I have a doggy training business and I have online courses as well. And so I help dog owners to become educated dog lovers. That's great. Yeah, I need help with that because my dog is uh, definitely food motivated over everything else. Yeah. He won't do anything if there's not a treat involved. But that's, um, that's one of the problems of dog training with treats because it just makes the dog to be so dependent on treats to do things. And yeah. the owner also gets dependent on treats, uh, it's, which is not a good, it's not a good way of having a relationship with dogs and you know having uh, results from getting results from dog owners and they what happens is you know new studies have shown that dogs are not interested in the food that you're giving they're interested in the hand that gives interesting okay i think my dog doesn't doesn't care too much about me at all it's just about (laughs) i should give him baby carrots as treats but but anyway this isn't a a dog training podcast we'll get into what i can do for you here so what exactly are you having trouble with in your business how can i help you out today okay so the problem that i'm having as i said it's a little bit of a dish different niche or niche, which is, you know, dog training without the use of treats. So I want to make sure that I'm targeting the right people. And I'm getting also those people who are interested in training their dogs without the use of treats. So I need to advertise my services, uh, Mm -hmm. which is online service. I want to focus mainly on online services and promote my online courses. So I don't know where to start. You know, there's this options of Facebook advertisement, YouTube advertisement, but where do I get started and how how do I promote my uh, services? Yeah. So when we're talking about selling an online course, especially something as kind of specialized as what you're talking about, you're right. Targeting is very important. And let me get it straight. You can basically target this to anyone in the world, correct? Right. It's an online course. Okay. So what I would probably recommend is basically a a few layers deep of a Facebook strategy. So the first layer exists only to get people to basically raise their hands and say, I'm interested in this. Mm -hmm. So what that would entail is almost always a video, like an instructional quick video that you would run as a YouTube ad. So in your case, it would be something about, you know, one simple method to teach your dog any trick without using treats, and you would quickly say why treats are a bad thing, and then you'd go into the training, keep it quick. The reason we do this, again, is just to get people, people who are interested in that topic, who will ultimately be in the running to buy your program, Mm. will watch that video, or at least a certain percentage of it. Anyone who doesn't care about that, they don't have a dog, they don't care about training their dog, they're not gonna watch it, so then you don't have to further engage them and, and pay any more to reach those people. You just put all your money in the people that raised their hand up and said, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. So, so you're saying an, uh, a video ad that 
tells here's what I do and here's what you can do and get results out of it. And here's what you should do next. Yes, but keep it, I want to be clear. It's not so much about, hi, I'm sorrow, here's what I do, because no one cares yet. Exactly. Right? They don't care about you. They will care about you Later once on. you've kind of helped them, yeah. But for now, you just want to solve their problem, which is, you know, treats are, you know, if you ever notice how your dog doesn't seem to care about you, he only cares about the treats, well, here's a way to solve that. Right. And then anyone who watches that video, and generally, like I've had, I've had Amanda Bond on the show before. She's a face. She's my favorite Facebook ads person. She's really smart. She, this is a, a strategy she recommends. And she basically says, anyone who watches three seconds of that video, you can retarget with the next video. Now, some people will push back on that and say three seconds isn't long enough. You should go for maybe people who watch for 25% of the video or something. But the problem with that is, now you're cutting your audience for the second video really small and Facebook likes to work with larger audiences for its algorithm to work properly. So I do think it is smart to just run it. And then anyone who watches for three seconds, they're put in a retargeting audience basically that now you run your second ad to which is generally going to be, let me ask you this. Do you have, how are you selling your course? Are you just selling it on your website or is there a funnel in place like with uh, a webinar? So I have few ways. So I have a online course that it's there. So what I do, I have a YouTube channel with tons of videos in there. So most of my clients are coming from these YouTube videos that are watching mm -hmm. my videos and then they go and buy the course because I have a question in the, my shopping cart is, how did you learn about us? And they say YouTube, 99% yeah. they say YouTube. So I have, I have that. And also I have on my website, I have a kind of a funnel as well, which is, I don't think it's working as, as well as wanted to work. What it is, is it just tells them, here's a freebie for you. Go ahead and get this freebie and give me your email address. And then I, it sends them few emails and then hopefully they will get sold on it and i'm also i'm recently i'm thinking of changing my funnel which is provided by mailchimp to have yeah. you suggested yes i like drip i like them better than mailchimp the the reason being emails tend to end up in the primary inbox much right. more regularly than with mailchimp mailchimp's a lot cheaper but yes. you get what you pay for a lot of times and that's yeah, why it's cheaper and yes yeah I, what I did, I did a test, actually, I asked some of my members in my Facebook group, I said, would you volunteer to get, go and sign up for this, and this, it's a funnel, see mm -hmm. what you get, and if you can give me feedback. Out of five, two or three of them, they said they, the email went into their junk mail. Junk mail? Yeah. Like spam? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be, being in promotions is one thing. It, it doesn't decrease your visibility a whole lot. I mean, it's substantial, but it's like 10 or 20%. But if you're in spam, that's like the kiss of death. So you don't want that. Oh well, yeah. It's, it, um, that's, that's what, that was my final straw that I said, okay, yeah. I'm going to have to get out of MailChimp and go to a more <laughs> efficient way of marketing, you know, the emails. Good for you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So basically what I'm hearing you say then is you are currently getting people from YouTube 
a model I'm very familiar with <laughs> to getting in to getting on your email list through a lead magnet. Um, what is that lead magnet? It's just kind of a PDF guide kind of thing. The lead magnet is it's a free webinar that I have done previously and I've recorded it and mm. I have it there. So people go and watch this free webinar talking about, you know, dog training without the use of treats. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's the best way to sell a course right there. So do you have the part of your webinar where is it strategic to where you're teaching, but you're teaching a little bit and then you're segueing into the paid course or is it a full blown kind of teaching all the way through? So it's, it's mainly teaching who I am and what I, how I do things and what they get. And then at the end, I kind of said, I have a button that says, you know, to go to the main course, here's your chance to register for the main course. But then what happens is even if they don't go for the, I send them emails, you know, here's another free information, you know, another, and then the third or fourth email, I, I push them again to go to my main course. Okay. So it's, it's done properly, I would say. Yeah. The problem is that maybe they're not buying it. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. So like, let's, let's talk about that whole funnel then. So from start to finish, okay. let's just go through. I, I, the, the best way I can do this is to talk about how I do mine because it's a very similar model. So let's talk about it. I have stopped using Facebook ads myself, at least for the time being. I'm waiting for this whole IS for, iOS 14 thing to sort itself out because right now I'm just hearing a lot. It, it feels like nobody really knows where the chips are going to fall there. Wow. So I might tell you if it's already working from YouTube and people are coming to your website, they're signing up for your lead magnet, that might be the thing to stick with, but only until we figure out what's going on more with Facebook ads. Make sense? But when it comes time to do that, you want to have that teaching style ad. That's step one. Anyone who watches it gets put into the retargeting audience for ad two which is going to be for the webinar. You're not selling your course at this point, you're selling the webinar only. So you're getting people to get into that. Then they watch the webinar, they get a little bit of teaching, they get to know you, sells them on the actual course. But here's what I think, let let me know if I'm wrong here. Are you missing any kind of urgency on that? Do you just say, here's my course, buy it today, buy it a year from now, whenever it is good for you? Yeah, I, did, I didn't put the urgency. I didn't say, you know, this deal is going to go away soon. Yeah. Better take action right away. I just offered them, yeah. Okay. Well, that can work, but it's been shown time and time again that you can about 10x your sales if you have a proper funnel in place, which would be letting them know. So there's a few ways this can happen, right? There's the way where you... And we're talking about an evergreen webinar here. We're not talking about a live webinar where you're launching your program once or twice a year. It's always being offered. So what you need in that case, there's a software program called Deadline Funnel. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. So it's kind of complicated, but you know, I'm pretty non-techy and I was able to figure it out. It just took a lot of kind of sitting down with it and making sure it was all right. What happens is once someone signs up for your webinar, they get like a a timer assigned to them. It's Mm -hmm. tied to their email address. It's also tied to their IP address. So even if they 
go in with another email address, if they're coming from the same computer, it's still going to tie back to them to where you tell them on the webinar, you've got a deal for one week only where it's either you can only buy my course at all in this week and then it's done. Or what I do is my course is always available on my website for uh, $6.97. But when you're in my webinar, you get $300 off that for one week. And I let them know that. So that is a powerful motivator to get the right people into your program by giving them a deadline to do it. Because people are like dogs. Yeah. They, need to be, they need to be told, like, if I told you, you can get into my program at any point in time, like, yeah. you'll take your time with it. But, and the, the point here is not really to be manipulative. It's really to force them to make a quick decision. To take action. That's, yeah, that's good for them if they do it. Right. And if they decide it's not for them, then you can you know, with your, with the email magic, you know, with drip or MailChimp, you can set a timer, basically like a whole long campaign. Once they're done now, maybe in four or five months, they start getting emails again, letting them know, Hey, the doors are back open. You have another week to enroll. And then it just kind of keeps going on every six months, every four months until they either unsubscribe or buy. Okay. Because a lot of times People need, people will be in your funnel for two years, getting that same cycle over and over again. And then suddenly on the fifth time, now they're ready. Right. Yeah. You know? So, you so just, basically what you're saying is give them like almost 30, 50% off and get them motivated to get going with the purchase of this course. If they don't buy now, they're going to miss this deal and hopefully they will take action right away. Yeah, I mean, whatever's worth it to you to, to give them off of it as a discount. I mean, the more substantial it is, the more irresistible it is, right. it's yeah. the thing. And the cool thing about a course is it is scalable, right? right. Because it doesn't take up your time. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like they're hiring, you're not selling out your personal time going from house to house training dogs. So if you were to be able to, if you could half the price of it for that one week and suddenly start selling 10 times as many, totally worth it. Yeah. Right. So, so what, what do you think about, how do I promote this? Uh, Like, you know, I have the, the, the deal there, right? I have the funnel there. It's just that people are not getting engaged with the funnel or my website or you know i just want to bring more traffic yeah so are you talking about so obviously the facebook ads would accomplish that that's oh. its own side that's the whole point of them is to get more people and by the way we should talk about targeting for that for a second yeah. so with ios 14 it's somewhat limited are are you how familiar are you with that it's basically apple's privacy update yeah. that they're severely limiting Right. The information that Facebook can take from people around the web. It used to be Facebook, you were always logged into Facebook and whatever websites you go on, almost every website these days has a Facebook pixel on it. Meaning if I go to your website and I'm logged into Facebook, Facebook knows I was there and now you can run ads to me based on being on your website. Right. That has not gone away completely because all this really affects is 
iPhone traffic specifically. Mm. So anyone on desktop is still being tracked. Anyone on Android is still being tracked. So it's basically this basically equivalent, you know, shakes out to be about a loss of 20 to 30% okay. of the people being tracked. I say all that to say that you, we now have to get a little more creative sometimes with how we target people. Mm-hmm. In your case, I think it is a broad enough topic. It's basically, I would run your ad pretty far and wide to anyone who has a dog. Like, I'm sure you can just do dog as interest. Yes. Because even the one thing Facebook can still track across the board is anything to do, anything that happens on Facebook or Instagram. So mm-hmm. when people are posting photos of their dogs and people are liking it, when people are posting an article about dogs and people like it or read it or click through to it, that's enough to tell Facebook, this is a dog person. We'll show the ad to them. Right. Then it gets better because they, they pretty quickly determine what kind of people are actually watching this video the most because you're going to be running it as a video views objective. They're showing it to people who are likely to watch the video. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do, run it pretty wide. Facebook will figure out quickly, this kind of person is really responding to this video. They'll start showing it to more of those people, less of the people that don't like it, and it learns over time. Does that all make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, right. so what you're saying is, do I make a video or, uh, and record it and make it and post it on YouTube? and use that video, no? No, not as a, when it's a Facebook ad, you have to upload it inside Facebook ad manager. Okay, so I make a video and then just straight, straightforward goes to the Facebook content. You put it there, you give it a headline that just basically sounds like the the headline of a blog post basically, like this one trick will help you train your dog without treats, something like that, right? And you're not really, you don't really need any call to action here. You don't need them to go to your website. You just want them to either watch it or not watch it. Easy as that. Interact, the, interact with the, the, the poll. Yeah, I mean, not even interact. If, if they do, some people will naturally comment or like or share, but that's not the point of it. Remember, the point of it is either you watch or you don't watch. And if you do watch, then you get ad number two. Okay. I see. Which I is see. for the webinar. Okay. So, okay. so I put an ad saying, here's, here's, here's a cool thing that you can do with your dog without, and then they watch it. And if they watch three seconds of it, as you say, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they get targeted as the next webinar, next, tar, uh, next ad yeah. that would be the, the webinar and so on and on. Yep. And you can get more, you can get more fancy with it as well. Like I don't recommend going there yet, but in time you can add other ads. Again, these are mostly retargeting ads, which aren't working as well right now. But I feel like within a few months to a year, Facebook will have all kinds of new tricks up its sleeve to be able to get us back on track with that. But basically what it typically involves is once someone uh, opts into your webinar and they're now on that targeting list of the the sales emails that are going out now they're getting a different now they're getting more facebook ads with like mm-hmm. testimonials for your paid program and reminders that you know a few days left to enroll for this price those kinds of ads okay. can come up later but 
don't worry about those yet. Hard to really do retargeting like that right now. So, but then, so that's how this works on the Facebook side. Now let's talk about your YouTube channel. That's where you're currently getting people. Yeah. I am currently just relying on pretty much YouTube and, and the podcast as well, but the YouTube channel is definitely much more of a driver than this podcast is. So what I do is I make it, I make sure that in every, about every fourth video, I drive people back to the webinar and tell them why they need to sign up for it. So basically you're make you're winding the video down, but you're not using that wrap up language that all YouTubers use, which is like, all right, so hopefully this is helpful guys you know, say like, and subscribe. Once they start hearing that, they know the video's over, they leave. Mm. What you want to do instead is really like, just keep going and say, now there's one extra thing I want to teach you before we go. And that is, you know, all to do with my webinar. So go here and sign up for that. Every fourth video, wow. the other three videos, you need to do the same thing, except not get them to your webinar. You need to get them to another video. Right. Because this is how you're going to increase your YouTube watch time. YouTube wants to keep people on YouTube and they really like it. It's a strong signal for your channel when you keep people on your channel watching more and more videos. That means YouTube is going to start showing you to more and more people. So that's the cycle. Keep, keep them watching videos and then every fourth video you send them back to your website. And that is free ad basically. Yeah, I mean other than all the time it takes. I yeah, mean there's, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you don't put ad in a YouTube. I did, and I'm going to do it again. Basically, I'm trying to grow. I, I, I'm doing pretty well on YouTube. I have a high subscriber base, and as do you, by the way. Good job there. But I've noticed when I'm just doing retargeting ads on YouTube, I need an even bigger audience to really make it work. So for now, I'm pausing that until I grow the channel even more. Okay. So if you had, like, between Facebook and YouTube, advertisement obviously i think facebook is going to be the winner well there's a couple things here so mm -hmm. first of all yes in webinar signups okay. the last round of facebook ads i did were they were very successful if you define success as getting a lot of people to sign up for your webinar where it kind of misfired was those people that found me on Facebook and went through my webinar funnel bought at a much lower rate than the people who found me from YouTube because mm. the YouTube people knew me more, right. right? They had probably watched three to five of my videos at least. So they trusted me more. And there's all kinds of things you can mimic about that and with these Facebook ads. But the truth is it's never going to be as good. Like even if they watch um, three little videos in a row or any, they still don't know you as well as if they're watching on YouTube. Yeah, because Facebook, they scroll, they're scrolling, yeah. whereas YouTube, you're commit, they're committing to sit and watch the video. Yeah, it's just, it's all about the, the learner's mindset, right? Yeah. People on YouTube are there to learn something. People on Facebook are there to mostly kill time. Right. Hmm. So... That's the thing. I mean, it, it gets, and by the way, you can also do cold targeting on YouTube. It might work better for you than it did for me. I think it's very, really niche dependent. Mm -hmm. So 
there's a lot of ways you can target people on YouTube. You can target based on the videos they're watching, which by the way, I'm very interested in this now because way more videos are, actually all videos are being monetized now. It used to be you could choose if ads would run in front of your video or not. Right. Now they're just pulling the throwing, throwing the switch rather and saying <laughs> all videos are fair game for ads, meaning a lot more inventory is opening up. So you can either specify a topic of like dogs, which is, never works as well. What you ideally want to do is pick whole channels or individual videos that you would run your ad in front of. Right, right. Yeah. Or you can target basically the people rather than the videos they're watching. So you can do things like, you know, demographic information, gender, age, dem you know, geographic area they're in. Mm. You can also do what's kind of cool is in market audiences, meaning people, because Google owns YouTube, right? So they, YouTube knows who's been Googling dog trainers or dog training recently. Yeah. What if you could run your ads to everyone who's recently looked for dog training? So it's called in marketing, in market? In market audiences. Okay. okay. Yeah. And obviously so, we can't do a whole tutorial about how to yeah. do it, but there are right. a million uh, tutorials on YouTube that'll show you yeah. how to yeah. find these audiences. How much would you say the realistic budget would be to invest in advertisement on Facebook or YouTube? Okay, so first of all, let me, do you mind if I ask you what your course cost? That's a good question. I have, I have several courses. Okay. One, my most expensive one is 600. Okay, so I mean, that's a healthy price point. So you can afford to spend, you can afford to spend, well, you actually, what you need to do is figure out, determine in yourself, how much am I willing to spend to get one student? Right. So that's going to determine it right there. But in my experience, what I was doing is I think toward the end on the Facebook ads that were working, but not working, mm -hmm. they were getting signups. They were not getting purchases. I think I was spending about 300 bucks a day on those. And I was getting leads for about $5. And I know that I need anywhere from 20 to 30 opt-ins to get one paid student into my program. So once you know those numbers, then you can make a much more informed decision. So do you, have you done that calculation yet? Do you know how many webinar registrants turns into a, you need to turn into a customer? No, but I think, you know, the way you're saying it, if I'm selling a course 600, I should spend at least 600 I would say per month <laughs> to get at least one student yeah. or two students to, to pay for it. But if you if I if I'm get if I get lucky and I get two or three signups, then pays for it. Right. So the way I look at Facebook ads is especially if you're running to a, a national or global audience, right. you generally want to start around a thousand dollars a month. I find that any less than that you're just gonna, it's going to take you so much longer to get the data you need, you know? So what I, I would recommend in your first month, once you, once you're certain the ads are, I mean, you can't ever be certain you have to test them, but right. once you've got your ads, the way you want them to be, 
I would do a test of maybe a thousand to 2000 that first month, see what happens, see what your cost per registrant is, mm-hmm. right? Your CPA cost per acquisition. Right. That's the number you want to pay attention to. Figure so, out how much it's costing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. and first of all, you do want, you already have the numbers to do the math, right? You already know you can look at your, MailChimp and stuff, and you can see how many people have opted in and how many sales you've made. Right. So you need to, that number is very helpful and not even helpful, necessary to be able to make these decisions. Right. So realistic to look at $1,000 a month for at least a month and then figure out after that, uh, maybe more or less after that. Well, and here's the thing too, like if you're spending $1,000 that month, I would venture to get, I mean, you sell this course right now, correct? Like people are buying it. It's something people want. You've already done the hardest part then, which is validating the idea. If you know people want it, then I would be very surprised if you told me you didn't get at least two sales out of that thousand bucks. No, I get, I get, I I mean, you know, people, I do get clients coming and I do sell about, I would say, four or five at least a month. Okay. But I want to make sure that, you know, I'm getting full, fully invested in this business. So if I'm going all in, then I should be chipping in also all in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely worth doing and it's worth doing right. Cause when I started, when I shifted from a service business model into, you know, online education and selling this course, helping people do it themselves, man, talk about just a game changer of a business model where now I can, you know, scale it up to infinity theoretically. I mean, and it doesn't take too much more of my time. I mean, my students do get a a piece of me in that I do a live Facebook Q and A with them every week. So they can ask me questions and I answer their questions. But what I find is that doesn't, the more people that get in the group, it doesn't make the question and answer take that much longer because people will naturally kind of slough off over time. People that bought the course a year ago aren't asking as many questions as the new people are. Yeah. Right. So I can sell as many as I want and it doesn't really take as any more effort off of me. So yeah. highly encourage it. It's a good yeah. business model. I mean, same here. I used before, even especially before COVID, I used to run two classes per, I would say three, four days a week, two classes, mm-hmm. you know, in person with six to 10 students. I was drained out physically, emotionally, mentally. I was, you know, at the end of the week, I was just done. After the COVID changed everything that I was doing, I pushed everything online and I realized, okay, that's easier to create content for online, do less work too. You know, physically you're working less, you're creating yeah. content, putting it online but you still have to create quality content it's the content is it's really good i know that i have got feedback from my students that it's really good but yes the it changes your attitude and your changes your uh, mentality when it comes to creating content and online is definitely something that i want to be 100 percent in near future yeah all right cool so let's talk about you said you've got four or five signups per month yes. for the course. Do you have not any sense of course, how many? Not the same course. I have various courses. Okay. So 
they sign up to various courses. Yes. Okay. And is your webinar kind of selling all the courses? Or just well, it's selling one, mm -hmm. but what it does, it gives them, it introduces them the, the, the online course site, the page, and people go and see the, the page and they say, oh, he has this, he has that, he has that too. Not only this one, but they get interested in what they need to be focusing on. Okay. They may have a puppy and they want to train puppy. They don't want to, you know, have puppy training, adult right. dog training, this and that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So I guess my question then is how many email signups do you get per month? Mm, good question. I, I, I can check on my MailChimp. I would say at least, I get at least four or five a day. Okay. So four uh, times 30. So it'd be 120. So four. I didn't, I didn't realize the other day yeah. I was, Moving my co contacts from Mailchimp to Drip, yeah, I realized I have over two thousand subscribers, and I was wondering, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of you know, five hundred, maybe. That's something. great, congrats. Yeah. So doing some rough math there, if yeah. that's true, if let's say you're getting four a day and you're selling four courses a month, that's about a three percent conversion rate from email opt-ins to purchases, which is actually pretty good. It's pretty solid. So that tells me you need about 33 people to sign up for that, for one course purchase. It's pretty similar to mine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you look, start looking at it that way, now you know you can afford to spend on getting a new email opt-in, but keep in mind again, with Facebook, those people are generally gonna be a little less, you're gonna need more of them for one person to buy because yeah. they just don't know you yet. So, but yeah, so that's my best advice for you here. Do you have any other questions before we wrap it up? Well, it would be one couple of technical things. One of them is when you are creating course yourself, you know, do you give, you're giving your 100% in the course, but when you're creating videos or content for free, do you share as, as much as you do in the course or is it less or different or something? Yeah, great question. So the way this is explained to me and I'll never forget it. So it's basically, you will, you can talk about just about everything you talk about in the paid program. What you're not gonna do with your free stuff, with your free content is give the start to finish roadmap. That's mm. where the paid course comes in. So one video you may talk about this one thing from like, you know, video seven in your course and another video you may talk about something from video 24, but you're not putting it all together. You're basically, you're teaching tips mm. in, your, in your free content. You're teaching advice, tips, yeah. hacks. You're not teaching A to Z, which is what people will pay for. They're right. gonna pay for that roadmap, the blueprint to get them from where they are now to where they wanna be as fast as possible. So the, the point is, could they learn everything you have to teach them from your YouTube videos? Maybe, but they'd have to watch a lot of videos and there'd be no structure to it. Right. Or they could pay 600 bucks and get through it in a weekend. They have everything yeah. and all, on a platter. Yeah. 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 Okay. A bow on it. So, and I, and to answer your question, I think there are there's definitely stuff in my paid program that I never touch on 
in my free content. I do hold back just a little bit. I just, there's some stuff that I want my, my paid students to get that other people don't, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're paying me for this information. So, but it's not a lot of stuff. It's just, but it's the stuff that I guess really makes it work the best. So I'd say, hold on to your very, very best stuff, but not much else. Right. Yeah. Just give them a snippet of. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah. And and the other two questions, one of them is uh, Facebook. When, when I'm putting the ad, do I, do I make it in a way that the, like the first video that I'm putting, do I just say, watch it? I don't do it. As you said, don't make it like, you know, for them to go anywhere, just watch the video and get it, get interested in the video. But the, the thing is, how about, uh, what is it? I, I can't remember what it's called. What it is, is they, they email you. They, they email, there's a button or something that you can put. Oh, like uh, a messenger? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's actually a, a possibility on a video views objective. Okay. I think it's probably not. If they want to caution. Yeah, I would caution you though against that because prob- people won't do it at that early stage. So don't split their focus. Okay. You know what I mean? Like don't run before you can crawl. So all you want them to do is either watch it or not watch it. Don't throw anything else in there. Don't throw in a call to action, resist the urge. Okay. Just have them do that. And then the headline is just like the title of the video. So what it should look like in their feed is it's not an ad. This is just a helpful video for me to learn something from. But it would still say sponsored, right? It'll say it, but it's small. And as long as it doesn't look like an ad, most people won't like, they're not, they they look at the big picture. They look at the video. They're not going to look too closely at all that. And then do I add it also, do I promote it in Instagram as well at the same time? You certainly can. When what I would definitely, what I would say to do there is split them up. So you've got, you're not running the same ad in both places because you want to be able to test first and make sure like, cause maybe Instagram, you get $2 signups and on Facebook, it's like $8 signups, okay. you know, see, so, and you want to be able to see where the, where your money's going. Okay. So you can double down or pull back. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. This is great. So where can people find out more about you and your, and your course if they wanted to, if they've got a dog themselves? Sure, yeah, they, they can always visit sorrowdogtraining.com, which is S-A-R-O dogtraining.com. And I have a YouTube channel as well, as same name. And yeah, I have lots of content, free content there too. Good stuff. Fix my dog right up. So thanks for that. And thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Sorrow's such a good guy. I'm so glad I could help him out with that call. Again, he just, he helped me out so much with my dog. And I really, I needed to repay the favor. <laughs> Karma, you know, goes a long way there. So, but anyway, before we get going here, I do want to let you guys know this episode is brought to you by my free on-demand masterclass. It's called the Wildly Profitable One-Day Website Blueprint for Service Businesses. So if you sign up with your email, it's completely free. You're going to get a video emailed to you that goes into my entire system, my entire blueprint for how to create a fully client-focused, client-generating website for your business 
that you can pull off in just about one weekend. So what you want to do is go to wesmcdowell.com slash training. Just enter your email address. I will send you the video right away. And I'm going to walk you through everything. I'm not going to hold anything back. You're going to see from start to finish how to basically plan and create this website even if you've never done it before, even if you are scared of the tech, trust me, it is nothing to be scared about. It is drag and drop. It's the easiest thing in the world. So again, go to westmcdowell.com slash training, and I cannot wait to help you get set up with that client generating website that's really going to make a difference for your business. And I do want to let you guys know about a special promotion that I've worked out with my web host of choice, Bluehost, for you guys to get about 65% off of your web hosting if you need a website. You know, if you need a website, you definitely need web hosting. And Bluehost is just one of the best ones I've ever worked with. They host my website. I use them for all of my clients when I was working with clients. They're just super easy. They've got great customer service, great uptime. They're fast and they're very affordable and really easy to get up uh, and running with a WordPress install. So normally it costs $8.95 a month, but using my affiliate discount, you can get that down to $2.95 a month, which is again about 65% off. So just go to westmcdowell.com slash hosting to take advantage of that discount. Again, that's westmcdowell.com slash hosting. But anyway, guys, this has been a lot of fun talking with Sorrow. Hope you got a lot out of it. Until next time, when we have our next exciting episode next Monday, I do want you to remember one thing, and that's learning is one thing, but taking action is everything. So let's go out there and make it real. All right, talk soon.